This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to Connect with Community Waikato on Free FM. I'm Roseanne Murray and I have with me in the studio here today Sarah Gibb, who's one of our community advisors, and we also have Holly Snape, our chief executive. Uh, so welcome to both of you today. Thank you, for the, thank you for the invitation. It's <laughs> nice to be on the side of the desk. <laughs> I know, we thought it'd be quite good to uh, flip the table a little bit here, um, Holly. And maybe, um, first of all though, we are going to have a good chat to Sarah around the Brain Tumor Support Trust New Zealand and you know what the Trust does do and about your Brainy Beanie exhibition that you've got coming up early May. Um, but before we do that, we're just going to have a little bit of a chat, ask Holly a couple of questions Turn it around for a change. So, Holly, what's sort of on you know on the uh, on the radar at the moment? What sort of what do you got coming up? Well, I've just finished off um, you know earlier this week uh, the conversation with Go Eco around our organisational commitment to reducing our carbon footprint. So, oh. <laughs> talk through a little bit of our our findings, what we'd discussed as a team, and it was an interesting conversation, eh? Like starting to think about some of those things, like even water wastage. Yes, you know, and and things I used to do that I'd stop doing, like collecting the water when I after I'd washed my veggies and water my plants with it, and thought, no, I just need to get back into those little things. So, I think having the conversations was helpful. It, I I found that was the case. I've been you know working up in Cor- Coromandel and Colville the last couple of days, and found myself thinking about different things and staying somewhere that didn't have obvious recycling. Ah. And so I brought my recycling back home with me, and <laughs> just things like that. And I'm sure that's come from from Look, those kind of conversations. Absolutely, and and well done on the commitment. I've got to ask you, Roseanne, <laughs> did you buy your get out your keep cup? I haven't <laughs> as yet got out my keep cup. So just uh, a reminder. Yeah, yeah. So you can sort of feel that slap on my hand uh, as we speak. No, I must get my keep cup out and stop using the polystyrene cups and putting them into our waste. That's right. Good so, point. So that's one of the things we're working on, and we've we've still got a few different areas to work as a team through. Um, so we'll continue those conversations. But very cool that GoEco are piloting this. You know, working with organisations to get them really thinking about some of these. Um, these kinds of things and what they can do to really make a difference internally. Um, We've also got our managers forum coming up and and that is for anyone who is a manager of a not-for-profit organisation, you know, particularly in the areas that we work. and well, I haven't confirmed the topics yet, although we have been having as a team a lot of conversations around um, HR and mm-hmm. the issues that we're finding lots of people facing. So we may end up um, talking a bit about that. We've also had a few conversations with IRD recently. Haven't they been interesting? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. They, they have. And actually, um, it's really refreshing, actually, the fact that they're actually now looking to come out to ask and uh, seek our advice um, around supporting the community not-for-profit sector a lot more and that they've probably admitted that it's sort of probably more geared around that business corporate sector um, yeah. or, or from an individual um, perspective. So yeah, really encouraging and um, we hope to be doing a little bit more work with them in the future. Yes, uh, 
Sorry, you go ahead, Sarah. Yeah, sorry, I was just thinking what's been interesting about it, I think, is that they haven't realised what the issues are for community organisations. And then recently they've realised that they've stacked up yes. and that there's actually been a, a few different challenges for them. And it's easier to come to us as representative of the of that community sector rather than go back to lots well, of yeah. lots of other groups. So yeah. yeah, it feels like a bit of a privilege to be able to be the one to to yeah. put some answers in there or or challenge them on even more queries, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's quite an exciting area and so it might might be, you know, worth getting IRD to actually come along to that managers forum and answer some questions directly as well. But um we also encourage people who are managers who are keen to attend that to let us know if there are um topics on top that would be worth us bringing in a, an expert to have a conversation around. Probably the the last thing to to really mention is I've been going back and forth to Wellington a little bit lately. Um, we work um, quite closely with Community Networks Aotearoa. Um, regular listeners will know that we've been working on a, a banking piece of research, uh, looking at some of the challenges that particularly the not-for-profit sector have faced um, with banking. Found it interesting, the Westpac um, Bank put out a re- report recently um, talking about a number of kind of issues and their customer service and the likes, and that actually had a whole page dedicated to um, talking about this and, and reference CNA um, in that, which I think is great that they're actually, you know, the, net, the the bank is actually taking notice of the work that's being done. So that report is due to come out really quite soon. So we'll be sharing that with the sector too. That's really great and interesting about Westpac. Um, I see in the latest uh, ratings um, they got rated uh, the lowest. Uh, yeah. in regards to um, satisfaction um, yeah, in yeah, big banks. Oh, look, abso- and it's so interesting, the different experiences we have. I was actually reading the draft report um, that, that has been compiled, and one of the experiences, and it actually happens to be a local organisation from, from our area um, who deal with Westpac, who wouldn't, I think it was, wouldn't put in place a, um, an overdraft for them. Um, you know, all these hurdles couldn't be done, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then Anne rang up when we needed an overdraft for a short period of time, just bridging in between the next lot of funding coming through. Oh, yeah, not a problem. Tick, done. <laughs> you know, so it's really interesting. It, it really depends often on who is your relationship with and what's um, the depth of that relationship. And if you can make a phone call directly to someone and you are on a first name basis, things seem to be a lot easier than if you're having to go through the other channels yeah. and that's and I think that's the difficulty is that it isn't just one pathway for and it's the same for everybody you know and and I think that's that's where there's a lot of frustration yeah there is and so it's going to be really interesting to, to be able to read that report and and see what level of influence that maybe yeah. um, between CNA and other organizations can have with mm. I suppose both the interpretation of the various acts out there mm. um, and also um with the banks themselves and maybe looking at some some of the training that they do with their staff. Yeah, absolutely. Most definitely. All right, so we'll move along now. And Sarah, we just, uh, yeah, have a little bit of a chat with you around the Brain Tumor Support Trust New Zealand. And firstly, you know, what does the trust do? It's in the title. I love the title of our organisation. So literally, we give support to those people who uh, have... Uh, are going through the experience of living with brain tumour um, but also support to their to their families and whanau as well um, we have a support worker 
um, who's on the end of a phone and and so anyone can talk to that person about issues they're having with their journey. Um, so information is key, uh, advocacy, um, that kind of thing. So if I'm in the unfortunate position of myself or someone I know that has a, a brain tumour, how do they make contact with um, the trust? So, it, yeah, I think I like this too. It, very much you start with the website, um, which I think is very informative and has has sort of guides on it and, and all sorts. But it also tells you how to get hold of our support person. Um, what we find mostly, though, is people don't know what they don't know. And so by starting with, with the website first, um, which is literally brain tumour support, um, then... Uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's a base to get information from. Um, I th- I think one of the the things that uh, is interesting about brain tumor support is that so I'm a trustee and uh, all of us who have trustees who have had some kind of lived experience with brain tumor, and we all share the same thing, which is that most of us were completely um, confused by language. And you know the the words that people use, the technolo- technological, all that kind of thing. Uh, and so, one of the things about the website is for us it was to um, keep things simple um, and be really easy in the explanations. All right. And I've been really fortunate to uh, see firsthand these amazing um, brain boxes that um, people get sent to them. Can you just tell us a little bit about those? Yeah, so we're a relatively new trust, uh, and and one of the things that's hard for people, as I've already said, is the is the information. How you get the information? How do you understand it? So these um, guides have been created. There are seven of them, and they basically take you through the journey. Uh, now that can be actually pretty frightening. So what we've done is created these care boxes, and so the care box has these guides in it but it also has a box of tea and a packet of biscuits and a wheat bag uh, and other th- you know, magazine those things to sort of try to break the news I suppose uh, and then the, the, the most late- latest addition are these beanies um, so these brainy beanies we've got people around the country who've been knitting and crocheting and doing these beautiful beanies that now also go into the boxes. Amazing are the beanies and uh, anyone can actually um, buy them, can't they? Yes, so let's face it, I'm on here to do a sales pitch. (laughs) Come on, let's get to the point. So so look, um, this is year two of a Brainy Beanies um, campaign. Uh, These beanies um, in the month of May... Uh, is Brain Tumor Awareness Month and uh, we've got the beanies on e- e- in an exhibition at the Meteor um, from May the 3rd to May the 7th. Mm. Um, we've got hundreds of these beanies. They've come from all over the place and every single one is different because they've been handmade um, and people care. It's been amazing. So, um, yeah. We'd love people to come along, and uh, let's face it, they're all going to be on sale. Um, they're also going to be on sale on our, our website. Uh, and the concept is that the the funds we raise from selling the beanies 
goes towards the cost of the brain boxes. Anyone out there working or uh, with a community organisation will be suffering at the price of postage. And that's actually what we find the most challenging on getting these boxes out to people around the country. It's, mm. you know, what are we at now? If, if you live rurally, then you're at $20 a box. Mm. Um, so if we can sell enough be- beanies to be able to, to, to lessen that, um, then that would be fantastic, really. Yeah. Great. All right. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about the exhibition um, after we've had a break. So it's a good time for us just to have a listen to some music. And I think, Holly, you've selected The Tide is High yeah. uh, by Blondie. <laughs> a little bit of Blondie. Yeah, a little bit of Blondie. So we will um, just go to that and we'll be right back.
All right, so you've been listening to uh, The Tide is High by Blondie and you're with Connect with Community Waikato. I'm Roseanne Murray and I have with me in the studio here Sarah Gibb and Holly Snape. So we've been talking with Sarah about the Brain Tumor Support Trust and um, what uh, the trust does and also to around the exciting exhibition that you've got coming up in a couple of weeks' time. Did we actually mention where it's going to be held? The Meteor. The Meteor, Yay, right. the and, Meteor. And, and the date? Uh, May 3rd to 7th. All right, and the timing? 12 till 6 each day, except for the Sunday, which is 12 till 4. All right. I'm so impressed on you. Yeah, I know. Well well it's just brilliant. Gee. Well and, uh, and obviously you were saying before that... Uh, uh, people can come along, they can see all these amazing beanies, they can buy the beanies, yeah. or they could go on to the website. What's your website address? I'm going to test you on this one now. <laughs> I, I think I can be confident and just say it's Brain Tumor Support. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> dot org.nz? Yes. All right. Yeah. That's so awesome. last time, you know, it was an amazing event last time, yeah. and I have no doubt it will be this time as well, but I think probably one of the most poignant parts about the event was that you had... Like a lot across the walls and stuff, beanies that have been knitted, and beside it, often stories. Yes. Are you yeah. doing something similar this time? Yeah, we ha- we have got a few. Um, do you remember last year there was someone who um, had never knitted before, and she yep. knitted one for her father, who had who had he was a, a police detective in Wellington, mm. and she decided to make a beanie for him. Um, yeah, in, in memorial in, in his name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was this beautiful um, New Zealand Police baby blue. The trouble was, it went missing in the post. Oh, I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, I do was, remember that. It was yeah. awful. Yeah. We were just we were going down to the post office every day, desperate to get this. Anyway, it turned up just before Christmas. Amazing, amazing. So uh, my theory is it sat in the in the bottom of the, of a truck, you know, like under the driver's seat or something, and then someone yeah. s- suddenly discovered it. So months and months and months later. So needless to say, I'm really looking forward to putting that one up yes. in the exhibition and you, showing that story again. You, yeah, you had the story there, yeah. um, but we're unable it to show awful. the beanie. We just yeah. didn't have the beanie. Yeah. It was yeah. it was dreadful. Yeah. So. Um, so we do have those kind of situations where you know we've got someone who who knitted twelve because her daughter died on the twelfth of the month. Um, you know, people have all sorts of different reasons yeah. for making the connection. I I think the main thing is that people acknowledge and understand that when you've got a sore head, the idea of of a suf- a soft, comfortable beanie yeah. is a good thing to have, and. And I don't mind sharing in my family's case, my, my brother had a brain tumour and he had this darn ugly navy blue beanie. There was nothing special about it at all, Yeah. except that for him, it became the symbol for he was going out. Mm. You know, it was like, yes, so we're going somewhere, so I'm going to put my beanie on. And then it actually became more like just a comfort. He would mm. just hold it. Mm. And so there's something about... You know, beanies that um, that create that sort yeah. of feel to it, and I think the exhibition does that. I think the actual exhibition has a really 
I mean, we only did it for the first time last year, but the room had a sense of... It was a buzz um, in the room, wasn't and there? And comfort. You know, yes, it was, it was yeah. just a yeah. a nice place to, to yeah. come. And... Um, and they are works of art. Oh, they really are. You I mean, know, some of them stunning. were quite literally works oh, yeah, of art. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah yes. you had that ginormous octopus, yes. which is just yes. outstanding. Well, we were showing Roseanne. Roseanne's under under pressure because we've got two unicorns um, <laughs> hey, this, t- this time. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, so, and yeah. my, uh, my great niece loves the unicorns. She's just turned five, and it's, you know, that era. So they're really <laughs> loving their unicorns. Yeah. And so there's these two amazing unicorn beanies. And even though I bought it one last year, um, I'm going, mm, I'm going to have to buy one of these unicorns. You are. Yeah. I, I bought a baby Grogu um, one last year for a friend of mine who had a little wee, which I just thought it was very, very cute. Ba- little baby Yoda one. I was just going to say, um, for the audience there, can you please explain what is a Grogu? Grogu. Anyone who watches The Mandalorian or is into Star Wars is going to know exactly what I just said. Okay. All right. I was into Star Wars, but I think back in the day. Yeah, well, it was they called him Baby Yoda for a long time, but his name in The Mandalorian is actually Grogu. But okay. yeah. Anyway, that's a whole other story. Um, <laughs> things we learn. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I, I have to say, though, like, I, I mean, I went several times, actually, to the exhibition um, and saw something different every time. Like, it really was different things catch your eye at different times. They're made with different materials, um, use different colours. Like, some of them are just... Quite yeah. outstanding. I, yeah. I bought quite a few last year. <laughs> yes, and and people have asked me that. You know how how long how often can we do this? Because surely you know there's such quality and and why yes. are people going to buy again? To keep buying beanies. But I don't know about you. Last year I bought seven, yeah. and so I appreciate <laughs> I was there a lot and I got a bit carried away. But actually, I only own three yeah. left. In other yes. words, people saw what I had, or I saw people. And pass them on to to others. Um, I am sure I will get some more this year. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I just think you know, don't feel pressured on the come to buy either. You know, just come and enjoy the exhibition. Yeah, because it, it is mm-hmm. it's a it is a showing of all these amazing volunteers who've given of their time and resource um, to contribute towards mm. you know a little uh, charity. Um, that has, you know, big things to resolve. So, um, yeah, yeah, I really appreciate that. Are you still taking beanies at the moment? Like, are people still sending them in? Yes. How many is Sally done this time? I'm going to say this on air. Sally has only... Only? Only done 11. Oh, my goodness. Are they the ones her mum bought in yesterday? Yes, All right. The the standard joke here, folks, is that that last year Sally did over 50. Yeah. Um, Clearly, uh, work is taking up far too much time for her at the moment (laughs) that she hasn't got time to do more. I mean, to be fair, that's probably your fault as well. It could be, actually, but, you know... (laughs) And who are some of the who are some of the other people that have you know donated their time you know and I think you've even got is it your cousin you've got from Hawaii yes who's actually yeah. also contributed yeah yeah so it's not that I know everyone honest um, but they they are coming from around the country I was really really uh, too touched by someone who sent some from Gisborne who apologised for only s- s- sending a few. But that she was supporting her local community, mm. of course, on on cleanup. Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. And and so, 
Yeah, you know, really, I honestly, we genuinely are so appreciative that these people all over the country, honestly, whether it's Danny Burke or or Dunedin or you know, um, all over uh, Christchurch, yeah, it it has. It's been terrific. Um, I think that the uh, the the learnings we've done is we haven't got so many this time for children. Because last year we had heaps of, of beanies mm. for children. So this year I asked specifically if people could consider uh, adult blokes because we had quite a few pink uh, yeah. beanies. Yeah. We did it, yeah. Anyway, so people have taken that on board. And, and there are some wonderful ones for that are, that are more the, um, you know, masculine men, men colours. On, well, <laughs> men on the farm in terms of thickness and, yeah. you know, they've got. Uh, what do you call like the when the fold up? Oh, you like know, the, the, the flaps for the ears kind of thing. All that yeah. kind of yeah, yeah, really, really clever. So it just shows people are thinking about their audience. Like who, who are they making actually, this for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 My Which friend Justine, um, she did a heap of them last time. I've yes. just messaged her to see if she's doing any this time. It, <laughs> she hasn't seen my message yet. No pressure, but no online, pressure. Justine, we're expecting some. <laughs> Hey, that's uh, that's awesome. So, um, probably one thing we haven't talked about is is the price of the the beanies as well, uh, which mm. I think actually uh, it's pretty amazing for for what you know the fact that it's going towards a charity. Mm. Yeah. So, lots of discussion around this, but um, so the adult beanies are twenty five, and the the children and smaller beanies are fifteen. Um, basically. We want them gone. We want them sold. Mm. And so we've chosen to do them at a price where the people creating them are comfortable. Uh, yeah, in, it acknowledges in, that it, work. It, it, yeah, yeah. But, but at the same time, um, people have been terrific and they're saying, look, we do want them to go, so don't feel that you need to charge yeah. more. Um, I... I saw some in a market uh, a couple of weeks ago and they were sort of 35 and yeah, yeah. we toss it around but anyway so look the main thing is that they're we hope affordable they're they're unique they're yeah and they're, for, and they're for a brilliant cause yeah. Yeah. yeah hey that's awesome look we're running out of time now Sarah so thank you very much for coming in today on behalf of the Brain Tumor Support Trust New Zealand <laughs> uh, and thank you Holly also for um, your words of wisdom and hearing about what's coming up on your agenda and helping me to make sure that uh, I'm driving this as best as we possibly can <laughs> so you've been listening to Connect with uh, Community Waikato on Free FM this is Roseanne and we wish you a good week Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.